My name is Billy Carson. I'm the two-time best-selling author of The Compendium of the Emerald Tablets and Woke Doesn't Mean Broke. I'm also an expert TV host on many TV shows. You can find my, uh, my shows on IMDb. I've been on the Discovery Channel, the Travel Channel, the History Channel, the Science Channel, Gaia, and now my own TV network, Forbidden Knowledge TV. You can learn more at ForbiddenKnowledge.com. And uh, I'm looking forward to having a great, great talk today. Republican Anthony Rogers has no previous political experience. Rogers, a comedian, is well known for a podcast called The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey man, this is Tommy Chong, and right now you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskin, and you are listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey y'all, this is Kevin from Candlebox, you are listening to the funny man Anthony Rogers. Hey, my name is Alex Sulkin, writer of TED and Family Guy, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Lucky you. Let's face it. You're already drinking coffee every single morning, and then every two hours after that, I imagine. Um, So drink good coffee. Go to revolutioncoffeecompany.com. Link in the description. It's veteran-owned, great-tasting coffee. Um, Go there. Support the sponsors now. Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Um, today we have a legendary guest. Uh, he has the Forbidden Knowledge podcast. Uh, Billy Carson, how are you doing? All right, fantastic, man. Thanks for having me on. For sure. Um, you have so much content on like uh, just aliens and all this different stuff. Like, I mean, that I just thought was like very interesting. Like, what what kind of drew you to this? I guess originally. Well, uh, I would say the thing that really drew me to this was back in the mid seventies. I was in Miami watching airplanes go over my backyard and I was playing outside back then. There's no cable TV, no internet. Right. (laughs) And I saw an object that did not look like a plane and I didn't know what a UFO was. I didn't know what a flying saucer was. I didn't even, I didn't even know the word alien yet in terms of using it. Um, But what I saw, I knew wasn't a plane. So I went to my school, Rainbow Park Elementary, right down the street the next day. And I started researching aerospace from the Encyclopedia Britannica. And that's really when it started, man, 1977. That's crazy, man. You're you're a lot older than you look. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> are you an alien or like? <laughs> if I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> um. Okay. So these are kind of vague. Like uh, someone like you would probably know more about what they mean than like someone like me. I'm kind of like more entertainment kind of guy, comedian kind of guy. Yeah. Um. This one says the uh, uh, Dolores Cannon. Do you know who uh, Dolores Cannon is? Yeah, Dolores Cannon, the famous author. Yeah. What is uh? What is that? Like they just go. They just go. Ever heard of a gal named Doris Cannon? So I mean, you already answered the question by saying she's an author, and you know, she just, yeah. see. I mean, I don't know if that's a question, really. You know, I mean, okay. Yeah. Why, why is Bigfoot linked to UFOs? It's pretty interesting. So people have a tendency to link what we call supernatural to natural. It's just something that's innately built into the human psyche, the human consciousness. And so when things are out there that can't be explained, we try to come up with solutions. Our brain is trying to figure out and create its own theories. And so obviously UFOs are unidentified. Bigfoot are kind of unidentified in terms of, you know, we can never really walk up to one and shake its hand. So it almost it almost lends itself to that same category of this mysterious, uh, you know, type of apparition. And just like UFOs can seem to blink in and out of existence and the, the Bigfoot blinks in and out of existence. You see it one second, the next second you don't. So they've kind of been inextricably linked together just because of the way our mind works. No, I mean, you sold me. That makes sense to me. Like just, <laughs> just two bizarre things. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
What um like are aliens like this is a question for Brian like are aliens just really us from the future like just like evolution like I don't know is that like do you think that's a really good question now that is I've analyzed this so much because the possibilities are there so we can't rule that out obviously no um you know the possibilities really truly are there if we are getting messages from the future or seeing people from the future we obviously don't have any real hardcore evidence of it except for some very strange photos that pop up from time to time. Um, however, when I look into the ancient tablets, the tablets are very, very clear that people came from other star systems, not only just the tablets from Samaria and Mesopotamia and the whole Middle East region, not down into Africa on the parchment papers and the Egyptian hieroglyphs, even over into Mesoamerica on all of the glyphs that they left behind and the writings that they left behind, the indigenous uh, natives in Americas. They also have the Terra papers, which also talk about beings coming here, not just from uh, in one star system, but from multiple star systems. So no matter where you go around the world, you find this correlation where everybody's saying the same exact thing down into the, the tribes of Africa, down into the Aboriginal people who I went and sat with Aboriginal elders. They're handed down verbal histories that they were seated on this planet by Pleiadians. So no matter where you go on the planet, it's the same story. <clears throat> so I tend to really believe that human beings, we ourselves are the aliens on this planet uh, and that we don't really originate from this region that we've kind of now adjusted to this planet. But I really believe that our ancestors in deep antiquity seeded us on this planet. And this is an abandoned seed colony. That's my opinion. What's an abandoned seed colony? like? This? <clears throat> yeah. So what you find in some of these texts, you find that um, people and even the Aboriginal elders have the same story that uh, stars, we know they don't last forever. Stars run out of fuel. And so the people that came from Sirius B, there's a serious A, B, and C star system. It's a trinary star system that uh, the B star actually ran out of fuel and became a white dwarf. There were planets orbiting that star, and people from that star came to this planet. They actually interacted with the Zulu tribe, and they interacted with the Dogon tribe. And they left them with a lot of wisdom and knowledge that still can't be explained today, including the orbit of their star system, and how their star burnt out, ran out of fuel, and even the location of the star, which we couldn't find until like the late 1970s. And it really has astonished, you know, astrophysics, astrophysics and, and everybody else. So, you know, what it really comes down to is um, we are uh, people that, that when they want to sustain a, a particular race, for example, or a particular species of people, somebody high up at a very high level seems to take a small amount and dropped them off in different places, almost like a fresh start. There was a war that happened according to all these different tablets in ancient times. And this war created something called space refugees. People were fleeing from planets because planets were getting blown up, kind of like the Star Wars uh, story saga. And what's interesting is it seems as if somebody at a very high level takes certain people and puts them in certain places. And then some people land on different planets and then they actually over time the wisdom of where they originated from for thousands sometimes tens of thousands maybe even millions of years ago it gets lost in the shuffle and you know if, if i took you to a planet right now and we and you know how to use cell phones and tablets and we know how to use laptops and all this but if me and you left here and went to a, an abandoned planet we got to start using trees and leaves to make huts you know we got to start from zero and me and you know we know how to use a cell phone but we don't know how to make a cell phone so everything starts from zero again. And then if we're lucky enough to have a mate when we, wherever we go, right, let's just say that we, there's somebody there and, and we're able to do that. 
even by the second, third generation, they're all just, you know, they're going, going back to the same cycle of the, you know, the stone age, the bronze age, the, you know, the, the industrial age, you got to start from scratch and build all the way back up all over again. And so some of this, some of the situations could be, uh, you know, that we're literally going through this cycle of restarting after losing all the knowledge. I, I think we've done that on Earth before. I'm honest. like I've seen that in like a dream, like kind of like uh, just like a cra- crazy world like brings up like a like it happens on Earth. I don't know how like accurate yeah. my dream is, but I, I mean I saw I saw that before in my head. Like uh, like yeah, like exactly what you described. How we wouldn't even be able to articulate our technology or anything like that down generations because we just like you said have leaves and stuff versus like technology. Yeah. You know? Well, that, that war is in the, that war is in the text. That war is in the Sumerian tablets. It's in the Egyptian Book of the Dead. It's in on the Earth. Mahabharata. On Earth, or was that the- on Earth? On I Earth. Saw, yeah. I saw that. That's weird. I saw that in a dream before. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Because, no, I saw <laughs> it happening. Because like we, everything like kind of exploded. And there's just like pockets of like uh like, like civilizations that didn't have any way to like art, like like tell the story. Yeah. That's so winter. I never okay. That's crazy, yeah. man. Like uh. Yeah. You, you have like articulation. You can also dumb things down, and I like that. Like that's a very rare quality to have as a speaker. Uh, and I think like you could cover a million things that are very interesting. Like um, so that's crazy. Like uh, do you what do you, what do you think about the inner earth thing? Like the uh, I mm-hmm. guess like uh, the poles in Antarctica and like our right. uh, north. Uh, you're familiar. Like, what what do you think about that? It's really interesting. So if you analyze, and I've researched extensively the inner earth theory and inner earth stories and everything else. Now, what's what we do know is that there are gigantic openings under the earth that open up in these huge honeycomb openings. Okay, and these huge honeycomb type openings are so large and so vast, some of them can hold millions of people. I mean, literally millions. No, I bet. Uh, I'm in, I'm in Missouri. It's a cave state. Like, it's like, I started in Ripple. I just want to add on that. No, right, yeah. Like, we have so many caves underneath us. Like, in the center I'm in Missouri, there's so many caves. I mean, I, I totally mm-hmm. you can see that here. Just, I mean, as oh, my yeah. state, for an example, like, and sorry, I just get hyped up, man. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's cool. So now one of these entrances is located in Antarctica. There's about a 35 meter wide opening there. And around this meter, 35 meter opening, there is a, a base from almost every major continent, every research facility, they call them, around this opening, this area, including the Rockefeller Foundation. They also have their own base down there. OK, this is a uh, new Schwabia. But What's interesting is this is a no war zone. You can't fight. You can't, you know, you can't. Yeah, the trees are weird. Like that. The trees are weird. Yeah. Too. The treaties are there. Very strange. But they're all researching what's in this hole. And so it's, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting thing. I think that they may even still be in contact with people in there. I don't believe that the earth is hollow and there's a sun in the middle of the planet. I think that there's these gigantic openings that can hold millions of people. And that potentially some of these pre-Adamite people could still be down there. And just like uh, like animals that ran away from us, like ter- like terraforming yeah. the planet and stuff. Like, I mean, I couldn't imagine like or whatever we're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah you're not. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Maybe it's just interesting now. Like the sci- the yeah. sci fi in me like does that. There's, there's always like a fine like reality's so crazy. There's like a fine line between like science fiction and like reality almost. Like, yeah. I mean, a lot of things we predicted in science science fiction have gone that way. And like that's crazy. Let me, right. just, let me see what else people have asked on here. Um, someone asked why are aliens afraid of cats? I didn't know if they're afraid. Of cats. <laughs> are they actually? I mean, I don't know. That I, I never heard of that before. I mean, I know that cats, you know, cats are pretty interesting in that they can sense multidimensional. I thought that their eyes, their eyes slit. Yeah. Dude, well, they, they just have that ability to tap in. This is why the pharaohs always kept cats around. This is why the cats were even mummified. Because uh, they would they, they would take clues from the cat and they would know of different entities when things were around, you know, different p- positive or negative spirits based on the cat's moves and, and attitude and what the cat was doing. Mm-hmm. 
So cats were almost like really worshipped, you know, um, and very mystical creatures. Well, I mean, they're still smart enough to be house pets. I mean, dude, it's, it's just crazy to think about. Like, I, th- I think they communicate through vibrations. Like, I saw like my parents' cats. Like, like they'll try to like manipulate me to like let them on the couch, and it works every time because like they're like they're like adorable, and you have empathy and stuff. You yeah. know, like, but it'll, it'll like right. it'll, it'll do that love vibration, the vibration yeah. of like love, and it'll, it'll like use it for like manipulation. I like watch it do it. Yeah. I'm like, right, you just right. made me feel good so that I would do that to make – it was like crazy watching it, like being self-aware right. with that. Are, <laughs> are you familiar with that or is that just something I made up? Like, that, no, that's real. That, that's I real. I mean, I animals are extremely highly intelligent. People don't give them enough credit. They know how to manipulate. <clears throat> they have high IQs. They have the capability of, uh, of um, you know, figuring things out and getting, like you say, getting a person to do something that they need to benefit them. But they'll give a little bit to them as well. So it's kind of a give-and-take relationship. I can see that. But they're really highly, highly intelligent. No, I thought that because like my, my mom's always been drawn to cats, so she always has them around every time I go to her house. Like, they're, wow, that's crazy. Um, someone asked about the reproduction and fornication of aliens. Do, like, do they reproduce like normal or like what is the? Yeah. Like that's they just put reproduction and fornication. That, that was the question. <laughs> well, there's a couple of theories that go out on this. One is if you read the Sumerian tablets and the, the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki, by the way, are not just in the Sumerian tablets. They're in a few different texts. They're even in the Bible. They're called the Anak in the Bible, huh. the Anuna in other texts. Are you a Christian world. as well? No, no. I was I'm just wondering. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just in the spirituality. I was just curious. Uh, and so they're, they're also in the Torah. So they're, they're well known that they existed. In the Bible, it says we were grasshoppers in their eyesight. This is how big these people were. They were massive people. Wow. And they, came, they claimed that they came from heaven to earth. <clears throat> and so uh, these people were here, you know, they, these people were here and they um, they they had they looked like us and we looked like them, except they were much bigger and their skulls were much bigger. We've found skulls. We found jaw bones that are massive that would be that would only fit on a 10 foot tall person. So we know that they exist. We even found a few femurs. So they were real people and they just had sex the same way that we have sex. Now, when you look at the gray aliens, some of the accounts from some former CIA uh, agents that came forward and gave their own testimonials were saying that the greys were cybernetic organisms that were grown almost like plants and that they long outlived their creators. And the reason why they keep doing these abductions and all these kind of things is because they're trying to find a way to obtain a soul by merging with a, uh, a sentient human or sentient being. So they can, they're trying to merge the two together, create a hybrid that has the capability of ascension or ascending to a higher level of consciousness after death. Uh, and so that, to me, makes a lot of sense to me, actually. So it's pretty interesting. But that's the two things that I know. I think the, the, some of them mate just like we do, and, and some, of them, um, some of them are grown like the grays. You find a lot of uh, representations of these ancient Anunnaki beings or these, quote unquote, ancient gods always having orgies and a lot of sex and all kind of stuff. They were into all this freaky stuff, man. So, you know, uh, some of those Sumerian tablets read like a porno. I mean, it's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, that's the most articulate, like, uh, like, uh, well thought out answer for such a stupid question. I think like, it's like, <laughs> no, a good question. Man. It was kind of, but it's kind of stupid. Too. You know, it's both, and I was just, like really articulate, man. I appreciate that. Like, uh, do do you think aliens? These, these are just not like just things off my head. But like, uh, do you think aliens are here right now? Like, do you think they are like these interdimensional beings are here like right now? Oh, yeah. They're here oh, right now. Sure. I think that, too. What do you think yeah. they're doing? Well, they're, some of them have infiltrated governments. And, uh, you know, the government that's running the world right now, which is the number one military in the world, into that government. 
And so, you know, we have a situation where people are waiting for this alien invasion, but they don't realize the invasion already happened millennia ago. And a lot of the offspring of these beings are still here. And they've now, you know, over time, we look just like them and they look just like us. Like one of the people from the um, former, uh, uh, what's the name of that? From, Kate, from NATO, one of the former NATO who unfortunately recently passed away. He, he had the highest level of top secret. He had cosmic top secret clearance. And before he died, he said that they can sit next to you in the movie theater, in the grocery store, on an airplane, and you wouldn't even be able to know the difference. So they can, you think they can shape shift as well, like kind of mimic human beings? Like, uh... No, I think they just look like us. I think oh. that we look like them and they look like us. In other words, they actually are an offshoot of us. They're more like a distant cousin, uh, yeah. not homo sapien. Different, but still extremely similar. But the DNA is similar. Yeah. If anyone I've ever met is an alien, it's probably you. Like, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> you have like this. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Um, without sponsors like Delta Extracts, this show, well, wouldn't exist. Um, they have these two gram uh, vape pens that basically it's like smoking weed or marijuana or whatever without the federal crime because it's legal. So uh, a little bit of the paranoia goes away. Um, Good product, Delta Extracts. Check out uh, their link in the description and buy some stuff. Support the sponsors. <laughs> I, I, it just linked right away. I'm like, this guy's probably an alien. But uh, I, but no, I think like, uh, like, do you think that do you think that Phil Snyder story is real? Where like the alien battle, like blew off his fingers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. No, I, my buddy's really. The story is real. I mean, you can't deny the injuries, the injuries that he has, yeah. and that, and from that time, from that era, right? Yeah. You can see that the that the way the wound st- like took a swath of his hand, took a swath of his stomach away, and it was corduroys. You could tell it was corduroys instantly. It wasn't like a gashing, gaping open wound. Whatever kind of beam weapon hit him, it sliced him away, and then it corduroyed and sealed it instantly. Uh, he was just a walking. He saw his toenails. And he, he, the guy was fried, literally, while he was standing alive. And then, uh, unfortunately, he got suicided. He was uh, found in his hospital with his own IV wrapped around his neck. I mean, you know, he, he suicided himself. So yeah. <laughs> it sounds like murder. Yeah. But like, yeah. and guys like that make me believe it more. Like, like the, like, it's like uh, every, every time I see like somebody be like, this is really happening. I swear. And then they end yeah. up dying. Like I, I always end up like believing those guys for some reason. Like, like that, yeah. that, that's a huge testament of it. I mean, get, like risking your life for that. And like that, that almost makes me think that the aliens have already won. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah, because he was like warning us about all this like like decades ago, yeah, and like like yeah. easily thirty years ago, and like just, yeah. I mean, and then he was taken out and no looking mm-hmm. into it, no like really yeah. anything. Like I mean, nothing. That makes me wonder how much the control they really have, and like if they're harvesting us or what what the goal is. I don't even understand. They have a lot of power, man. The ultimate goal really is just global domination, and they mine this planet consistently for resources, and a lot of those resources, I believe, are not only just distributed amongst, uh, you know, import, export on Earth, but also maybe even off world where they have a lot more value. No, it makes sense. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, you'd almost have to just just be ego based really at this point to like run Earth because like Earth, it seems boring. Like, I mean, like, I wouldn't want to like just like pretend to like run a water rock that I mean, and it just, right. like, I mean, it just sounds yeah. delusional, really. You know, you can't really rule, right. in, especially if you're like ruling in secret, you know, it's even like mm-hmm. even weirder. Does yeah. that even matter? Is it just like a role-playing game they're playing? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like, to be honest, like... Crazy. You know, people are given... If you look at the Sumerian tablets, you find that these, uh, this pantheon of these Sumerian Anunnaki's 
were given their own planets. They were given some of them even constellations that they actually owned them. You know, so one on one owned Venus, Ishtar owned Venus, Thoth owned Mercury. I mean, owned it like it was like it's his possession. And so uh, and Lil, who was the king of the Earth, uh, he actually owned the Epsilon Boetus constellation. I mean, this is just crazy stuff. And the reason for that last war that you've been dreaming about was because Amin-Ra, also known as Marduk, he wanted to take over kingship ahead of his processional era. So they only ruled based on the procession of the equinoxes. And he wanted to rule before he, he, he was Pisces. He wanted to rule before Pisces even came in. And so he started a war just to take over kingship. You know, these people are crazy, man. But, you know, and you can see some of that, that genetic warring mentality has made it into the human gene pool. As you can see, they were consistently at odds with each other and always at war. Yeah, yeah. And that's manufactured, too, it seems like. Just like all yeah. the constant divide of the human race and, like, yeah. over whatever. Like, it, like, it could be sports teams even, man. You know, I'm supposed to, like, I'm, I'm from St. Louis. Yeah. I'm supposed to hate Cubs fans. You know, that's how, that's how, simple, the, <laughs> how simple the divide is, you know. It's like, it's but, uh, crazy. No, it is crazy, man. Like, uh, mm. I feel like asteroids have a lot of value, too. I'd be mining asteroids if I was these guys. I mean, that's, that's probably where all the money's at, like, right now. Yeah, yeah. They well, they're sending a mission to one right now to mine it. They said it's worth, uh, I forget, something quadrillion dollars. You know, I was seeing that. Yeah, and that's what yeah, I, yeah. I went to one of these like talks. Like these, uh, there's like these business meetings, and like some some group was going in there trying to get like funding for like mining mm-hmm. asteroids. And like the first business plan I actually liked. I'm like, wait, what? And they said quadrillion. Yeah. I had no idea what that even meant at the time. I had to look <laughs> look up what that meant. I'm like, I'm like, how much yeah. money is that? And like, yeah. I only worry about the weight distribution, like bringing back back mm-hmm. to Earth and like other things, like. Like, and then, yeah. like, it was, it's going to ruin the markets, too. I mean, say you sit, find an entire asteroid made out of gold. I mean, gold has no value because of supply and right. demand anymore. And, like, yeah, I just kind of, like, wonder what the, like, yeah. ramifications, like, in, like, effects could be, you know? Mm-hmm. Or it could be massive ramifications. Global economy could collapse from some of these types of um, yeah. mining discoveries unless they create a new type of a system, you know? We need to be put into a system where, on this planet, where everybody is, uh, is compensated based on how good they are, what they do. And how you help others, and if you put that kind of system in place, the world will be completely different. No, you, yeah, and it would change every five seconds. Like depending on how much supply and demand was, like the global market would be crazy. Like it wouldn't wow. even make any sense. Like I mean, just like like it's, I, yeah, and the weight. I, I I worry about bringing all that weight back. I mean, is what what mm. you just crash in the ocean, try to dig it out of the ocean? I guess like that's pretty much what you have to do. I guess like well, you have to make sure that the mass doesn't exceed a certain amount of weight right. because E equals MC squared. So. Yeah. If you crash it into an ocean and the mass is too large, it can create a global tsunami. Yeah. It can yeah. create a dust cloud that can encircle the entire planet and drop the, the temperature by two or three degrees, which will kill all the crops. So it becomes dangerous. And then you can, but you can try to break it through an explosion, maybe drilling and dropping a, 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 some type of explosive inside of it. But then you risk having two or three pieces crash into the planet. It's a very risky thing. You have to almost yeah. mine it in space and use a cargo ship to bring back. Yeah, like moon base actual, or something. Yeah, you never you, you never want to bring it to the planet. Yeah, I wouldn't either. No, it's crazy. Human greed's gonna mess it up so bad. These guys are idiots. I like. I mean, like they're just gonna hear like the money thing. It's gonna be like some idiot like me or something like like this has no qualifications with any of that stuff. It's just like, oh, I like money, and then just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's ruin or I see that happen. I just see that happening with human greed for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, where did that take me to your leader? Someone asked, uh, where did it take me to your leader come from? Is that like, uh, did they actually say that at some point or is that just like a, just oh. like pop culture? 
Yeah, that's just pop culture, you know, movie Hollywood type stuff. I mean, it sounds great. You know, aliens land and go take me to your leader. <laughs> yeah. It's just something that made it in through entertainment, really. But I call it edutainment because obviously, you know, it probably has happened. I think that one time that it really Perfect. did happen was um, when uh, the gentleman came from Venus here. There's books written about this and eyewitness accounts from the Pentagon. A guy named George Strangers, who actually worked at the Pentagon, he wrote a book called Stranger at the Pentagon where a guy from Venus came here with a crew, went to the White House and said, literally, take me to your leader uh, and lived inside the, uh, the the Pentagon for two years and tried to negotiate with the government, according to this this witness who worked there uh, in terms of helping us live longer, uh, eradicate disease and everything else. And the government just kept trying to get more weapons and and uh, and, and military tools out of the guy and. They wouldn't give it up. The negotiations finally ended and he got on his uh, ship and he left. Uh, so pretty interesting story there. That is so insane how stupid our yeah. government is. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy like to give up like almost like immortality. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, on Earth as well as the next, you know, it's crazy. That, yeah, that's that got to be crazy. I mean, and I think that affects, I mean, probably most of the government. If they got rid of diseases, like the people that have power wouldn't be in power because like right. it's ran by pharmaceutical companies and corporations. So, I mean, exactly. They don't want to give up their power. What they haven't figured out is that they themselves can even still live the same exact lifestyle or even better in a nice uh, civilization that's run by the power and, and, and conscious thought and, and free health and and, uh, you know, extended lifespans and free energy. They haven't figured out that by taking all the benefits of these technologies that have been, they've been suppressing and putting those technologies to work for humans and taking away the burden of workload from the majority of humans, it frees everybody. And everybody can live a phenomenal lifestyle. Everybody can take a, you know, a, a, a vacation to the rings of Saturn and back. But they don't see that. They can't. Their their brains are so small. They can't see the bigger picture. They would rather rule in darkness than in light. <laughs> no, I agree to that. The, the, the darkness and light thing, one hundred percent. And I think that like basically these guys, they wouldn't be special if they didn't have money. Like a lot of these guys, like Bill Gates. I mean, Bill Gates is boring and he's a billionaire. You know, what I mean, I couldn't imagine how boring it'd be not being a billionaire. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like not to be rude, but I mean, these, these guys like chase that so they have some kind of status on Earth. You know, yeah. they want to be like, oh, I'm I'm paper money guy. You know, and, yeah, and, and yeah. pretend like it matters and like and they're holding us back spiritually and financially and physically right. and hell. I mean, just yeah. in several different ways. I totally agree with that man like that's got to be crazy like uh like like, there's this one author that talked about like mar like a lot of these guys come from mars like uh like he um i think it was c.s lewis he wrote these books like Mm -hmm. talking about um how there's like uh john carter series i think it's john carter Carter, series yeah are Mm -hmm. you familiar with that oh yeah absolutely yeah okay that's crazy like i I wonder if that's true because like he writes in the book that someone told him this story from like a Mm -hmm. mental institution or something like that or some kind of like i forgot exactly how the spin was on it but um, yeah. he he claims that he wrote he interviewed a guy that told him he did this. Mm-hmm. I and believe I see, it. I do too. Part part. I do, see. I don't know if I'm 100 percent sold. I'm about 75 percent on it though. Yeah. Like, the I, reason why I believe it, I'll tell you why I believe it. Because me personally, I've done workshops and classes and lectures on this for three and four hours. I've got so many anomalies that I've discovered on Mars. I'm talking about thousands. Just going through all the space probe data, all the rover data, and downloading the images directly from Caltech, uh, and, and going through them looking for anomalies and finding all these things that just don't belong. And some things that look like they're looking at the camera. I don't know what they are because I'm not there, but they don't look like rocks to me. 
And so I believe that there's something going on up there more than what we're being told. And I do believe that, uh, you know, a lot more is coming out. I've been talking about water on Mars t- 10 years ago. If you go back on my history and my posts and then people were calling me crazy, whack job, it's a cold, dry rock and blah, blah, blah. And now all of a sudden, what, four years ago, they made an official announcement that there's billions of tons of liquid water on Mars. I've been talking about the Martian soil being able to grow crops for a decade now. And now they just finally put out a press release that the soil on Mars is better for growing crops than the soil on Earth. And I've been talking about uh, that they were going to be 3D printing, uh, you know, uh, domiciles on Mars. And now all of a sudden they're talking about 3D printing houses on Mars. So <laughs> there, there's something going on up there that they don't want us to know about because the civilization that's going to be there, that breakaway civilization from Earth is going to be handpicked people and everyone's not invited. I wonder if there's already people there. Like, like these seem like like black products and like money products that don't like add up to like. Uh, I almost think it goes. I think it's space. I think there's almost civilizations. I almost wonder if we have a moon base. I wonder if we have like like they don't show us anything on Mars. Like Mars looks like a like a like a razor phone video. <laughs> like yeah. like any, any video I've ever seen on Mars just seems like so bad. And we have like such technology that doesn't make sense that it would be that bad. Really, I don't think. I know there's a lot there, <clears throat> a lot. When I say a lot, oh my goodness. There's a breakaway, in my personal opinion, I've talked about this on TV before, I believe that there's a breakaway civilization already there, and they're already thriving and creating the infrastructure. And so when these billionaires launch these, you know, these missions to Mars in the next five to 10 years, when they get there, there'll be a full infrastructure waiting on them. They'll come out to the camera in their tin suit and wave at the camera. When they go behind that giant hill, they're going into luxury, man. These billionaires, I think 600, 700,000 billionaires committed to going to Mars on a one-way trip and not coming back. They're not going to leave the creature comforts of mansions and butlers and maids and vacations and, and, and doing anything that they want to go live inside of a tin can until they die. Trust me, there's an infrastructure being built there. And now they're also announced that there's oxygen. Uh, so huh. <laughs> it's getting crazy. Wow, no, that'd be crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I, I if I have the balls to go to Mars right now. I don't know if I, like, <laughs> I would just scream the whole time in the rocket ship. Like I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could deal with that. Like that's that's It'd intense. Be a hell of an adventure. I'm looking it, forward to going. You're gonna, go, you would go? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Mars. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Like Absolutely. I don't know if I could do that. Like that's, yeah. like, if, if you if you showed me pictures of like Chipotle and some other amenities up there, I'd go. <laughs> like, I just don't want to leave it all behind. I hate making my own food and all this. So the Earth, Earth's got a good run for me. I don't know. Yeah. It's gotta be a lot of it's under a lot of it's underground up there. A lot of it's underground. I think it is here too. I think like I think there's a bunch of real estate underground here too. Like you see all these like like yeah. shit like train like lo- trains go underground and like all these different yeah. things. And I mean Missouri alone. I mean there's so many there's so many caves here, bro. Like they're like this this yeah. whole state's covered in caves. And I think this is just mm-hmm. access points. I think the whole world is probably you know. Oh well, there's 624 underground bases around the world, and the majority of them are linked even across the ocean by gigantic nuclear board underground tunnels using oh, yeah. a vitrifi- vitrification boring machine that vitrifies the rock as it cuts it so there's no need for excavation that's insane i didn't know that yeah. that's i mean that that's where these alien bases are probably that's where all the aliens are probably too like a lot of them. absolutely like they- under the ocean and under the ground yeah oh that's crazy like this this is like rocks like infected basically that's insane that's gonna be crazy like i don't know how to think about it. And they're probably watching us i mean even talking about this you know like we're listening yeah. at least. We got GPS system, microphone, <laughs> cameras in our hands. You know, like <laughs> they're definitely don't... watching. That's Earth is be... a reality show to aliens. We are in episode twenty twenty two. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's funny, man. Like, um, yeah. do uh, throw out some of your like links and stuff you want people to follow. Like, I yeah, guess, sure. like, uh, absolutely. 
Well, I have my own TV network that's been uh, around now for a year and a half. It's doing phenomenal. We got over 5,200 shows. My newest show, my newest Forbidden Knowledge TV original series, UFO Chronicles, just aired. I think we're in episode number three. It's hosted by Richard Dolan, uh, the, the best-selling author. We also have uh, an original series by Eric Von Daniken. We just aired. It's in episode one, I think, or two just came out. And uh, Eric Von Daniken, if you don't know who he is, you got to research him. He's the originator of the ancient astronaut theory. Uh, and his book, Chariots of the Gods, has sold 80 million copies worldwide in every single language. And it's probably going to be his last TV series that he's ever going to do while he's alive. So I'm so fortunate to have him on there. And we got 10 other brand new shows that are just coming out in 2022, including one from me called Ancient Connections. And uh, everybody who joins my TV network gets free crypto. I have my own cryptocurrency called Forbidden Coin. And so everyone who joins my TV network, when I do my airdrop in the next two weeks, every single one of my subscribers will get an airdrop of free coins. So it's going to be amazing. I'm going to cut it off.